Welcome to The Green Podcast. My name is Dylan Welch. I'm the CEO of Green.org and Dylan Welch Media. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the biggest names and leaders in renewable energy, clean technology, and sustainability so that you can stay up to date with the latest trends and everything that is happening in this world. Not only that, you'll get some action items for your life so that you can apply some amazing things and make your world a better place as well. Let's get the show started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Green Podcast. Our goal is to bring you leaders, people in general around the world who are doing exciting things, helping the environment. And so I'm very excited to talk to a friend of green.org today, Joshua Sam Miller. Joshua is a musician who recently released an album called Sounds of the Ocean, which um, has just been kind of been playing on my phone for the past few months. And uh, I'm excited to sit down with Joshua and get to know him a little bit more and find his inspiration for uh, the music that he's made. So Joshua, joining us all the way from Germany, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Dylan. It's great to be here. So let's kind of dive right into it. Just tell us about your background a little bit, because you've traveled, you've lived around the world, and you obviously, you know, are a talented musician. So tell us kind of what was your initial start in the music industry? Um, well, my initial start in the music industry was actually playing in symphony orchestras back in new york where i'm from on uh clarinet and bass clarinet mostly bass clarinet and those were all volunteer groups that i did kind of on the side just because i i loved to do it um i was working in television and film production at the time so my days were very much filled with a lot of screen time and a lot of uh visual storytelling and I was in an orchestra in Brooklyn, New York, that would meet on Monday nights every week and just go and play in an orchestra. And this was uh, such a thrill, I have to tell you, you know, to really feel, to feel the power of sound on that level from so many musicians all at once, I think was a very big influence on um, everything I'm doing now. Did you kind of grow up in a musical household or where did you sort of find this talent and passion for playing? Um, that's a that's an interesting one, Dylan. You know, I I didn't actually grow up in such a musical household. Um, my parents and, and sibling very much fans of music, listening. And I, I experienced also the power of um, of sound in that context as a listener through the you know nuclear family life that I was exposed to as a child. My, um, my father actually had speakers that were about six feet tall and three feet deep. So you can imagine being a kid standing next to those, how uh, enormous they looked. And I remember, you know, just sitting and listening to a lot of great records, you know, as a kid, um, you know, really building on that passion for having music to be a part of life but the playing this is this is really only me uh in the family it's it's kind of a uh you know a little bit of an inspiration from my grandmother she was very musical and i had an aunt who would often introduce me to new instruments on uh, birthday celebrations things like that this was a very nice influence as a child but Really, my inspiration, I think, came from just 
wanted to have a good time with friends and make music, you know, on the weekends and at night and uh, just see what we create together. So it was a very uh, experimental approach throughout my life. And I kind of dabbled a little bit in percussion and wind instruments. That's uh, my, my style. I like to blend the two together and have kind of ebbed and flowed back and forth between instruments like clarinet and now saxophone, which I started playing about two years ago, and um, hand percussion, world percussion, and meditative percussion um, as well. So it it's really kind of a left brain, right brain story. Yeah, that's for sure. What uh, What instruments did you initially kind of start with? Like, did you take lessons for specific instruments or did you just hang out with friends and jam until it all kind of came together what was sort of the initial process of getting uh started in the music scene you know i actually did take some piano lessons as a kid but i absolutely hated practicing that that did not um that did not last very long and i was uh i think a bit a bit rebellious, you know, a bit more like, no, I, I want to do things my way. Um, I wasn't so interested to learn uh, written Western music. That was very hard for me to really sit down and, and focus on. And it really wasn't until um, I was in my 20s and decided to really step out of my comfort zone and go see the world and um, explore passions and interests that uh just were not so available in my community growing up in America that life brought me to incredible places like um, India and Portugal and Cuba, really with a focus on sound as a, uh, a way of being, I'd say. And those experiences, those uh, trips and the exposure to different cultures, you know, beyond my own culture, I think gave me a perspective with music that was much more um, authentic for me to then pull inspiration from as a as a musician and as a creator and composer. And I got I got really into uh, world lineages like um, West African percussion and Afro-Cuban percussion and um, Indian raga, um, both on the theory side and uh, the, the classical. Uh, composition side and um, now kind of fuse it all together because that's that's been my experience and you know artists I think uh, pull from what we're exposed to and and mirror it back to the world in a way that is authentic to us and I guess that's what I'm doing now yeah that's awesome so you kind of like you didn't just have this formal training and went right into it. You kind of learned yourself and figured out what you enjoyed and what you connected with and gained all this different influence from around the world. I mean, I think that's how music should be. Granted, I'm not a musician, but I mean, in general, I think, you know, that's how life should be is you learn what you enjoy and where your passions are and you get out of your comfort zone and you pull from different influences. You mentioned like the left brain, right brain. And I remember as a kid, you know, my parents were kind of like, would you prefer to go more of like a musical route or more of like a sports route? And my brother and sister chose musical route. And so they took piano lessons and I went more of like sports route. And 
as I got older, I got so jealous because my brother and sister could just play the piano and sit down. And I just did not have that skill at all. And I tried to learn and it just kind of like, I just realized how hard and difficult it is because it's almost like learning a new language or something. You're just working with these different parts of your brain that unless you really practice it, like it just, you know, it's these new areas that are not, you know, sort of like twingling or whatever the word is. But I think that's really cool that you're able to sort of find what naturally um, comes to you and what you connect with and then pull these different influences to create what you like. So tell us a little bit about Sounds of the Ocean. Um, I know, you know, you put a lot of your heart and soul into it. So where did sort of the concept and idea come for uh, the album and everything that you've done with it? Ah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think, you know, I never would have thought that the answer to the question, what kind of music do you play uh, 10 years ago would be ocean music. <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely been a, a big surprise that life has, uh, has given me. And I absolutely love it. You know, it's, it's so um, inspiring for me to get to play live music and now doing a lot of studio recordings with really ama amazing recordings from the depths of the sea. Um, that's really what Sounds of the Ocean is all about. It's combining what animals have to say, whales and dolphins uh, most specifically, and really letting them be the lead singers of the band and play a supportive role to help people uh, be able to really listen to those conversations and, um, you know, have a little bit of assistance for our own minds to, you know, just be present and be willing to, to sit and have, uh, have that listening experience. Because when I started working with these recordings, which um, all come from the coast of California and Monterey, at an ocean research center called the Monterey Bay Aquatic Research Institute. Um, that was about three years ago. And when I started working with the recordings, I, I noticed for myself, it was kind of hard to just sit and listen to dolphin sound or whale song or the sounds of waves crashing without either getting a little bit distracted or tired or sometimes even a little bit bored. And I realized that music has the potential to help people work through that, you know, and it really started with myself. So I started to really select instruments that um, have some connection to the ocean. I, I started with the conch shell, you know, of course, that comes from mine, comes from the Atlantic. And then mixed in instruments like the water drum and some shells as a background shaker and started to weave in these um, different musical lineages that I had studied, particularly in the field of um, music therapy and music as a mindful tool to just help people receive the magic of what it sounds like underwater. And it really is magic. I have to tell you, it's it takes me to a new environment every time I play a Sounds of the Ocean concert, and it's never the same twice. You know, it really isn't. And, yeah, I'm uh, sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. So, you know, I'd, I'd say the the project has taken many turns over the years. 
but I love starting out talking about it as a music project because that's really how it started. And as, um, as time has progressed over these last three years, now we've become uh, a full immersive experience with both visuals and audio to support you to be transported in, into the sea. And we're super excited about this. We have uh, a beautiful show that's designed for planetariums and full dome theaters for people to come and either lie down or sit in comfortable chairs with really good sound and really good visuals and be able to just see where they go, I'd say, is the best uh, is the best way to describe what the live experience is like because it's really different for everyone. And um, some people tell me it's it's the most relaxed they've ever felt. Uh, some people tell me they feel like they're scuba diving, which was a huge influence of mine in, in creating the show and, um, many, many, many other pieces of, of good feedback. And we're, um, currently in the final phases of finishing a feature film that will come out next year and be available in, uh, theaters around the world for people to have the, the experience that we've created. And um, we're super excited about it. Yeah, good for you, man. I mean, I think there's something very universal about just, you know, being by the ocean and listening to the waves. And you can't help just go and like put your phone down. And if you close your eyes, like it takes you to another place. I did that just the other day. I was having a stressful day and walked down to the ocean. And I just spent, I put a five minute timer on my phone and I just like put everything down and listened and it just calms you down. And another thing that you brought up was like the um, experience of scuba diving. And I love to scuba dive. It's one of my favorite uh, activities to do. And you just feel like you're transported into an entire different universe. And not everyone has the opportunity to go scuba diving. Um, and so to sort of give someone that experience is, is really cool, you know, and um, I try to get everyone I possibly can to go scuba diving with me. I know some people just don't like it, but yeah, when you can experience that, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. So I'm excited to hear about, uh, or kind of see the, the feature length movie. What's, what's kind of the concept and plan behind that? Well, you know, actually exactly what you just said was a big part of, of the concept and plan behind the film, because I realized, I'd say on, on some of my travels, you know, that the places that I got to go as a scuba diver when I was a kid um, just aren't as vibrant as they used to be. Uh, that was a, that was another big inspiration for this project was my own experience on the conservation side, um, really seeing the impact that we've had as, as humans, you know, on the planet. And I too encourage anyone who's interested to, go scuba dive and explore it and see uh, how, how it makes you feel. Do it with a good operator in a sustainable way. You know, be careful, be aware of your surroundings and try not to touch too much stuff um, as little as possible, really. Leave no trace, but go for it. Give it a shot. But that's that's a fraction of the population right there of people who will ever go diving for for many reasons. And um, a big part of our concept with this experience is how do we bring the feeling of diving, the experience 
into more urban spaces where people um, might not have the access, you know, to the ocean or to a lake in order to be able to, you know, to go and dive and try and grow this beautiful, beautiful sport and hobby and experience of diving up in a, in a more sustainable way and allow people to feel connection to ocean life that they probably wouldn't get on their own experience because as you probably know it you never know what you're going to see underwater and you go on a whale watching trip you might not see any whales <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee you really have to be just open to have the experience but with this show and with this film um we've been so blessed to receive the best footage from filmmakers around the world who've devoted their life to really spend time with uh, cetaceans. Mm. One of one of which actually lives in San Diego. Um, his name is Howard Hall, and he and his wife run a company that we've worked with on this project to receive absolutely incredible, uh, you know, heart-touching footage of um, humpback whales, of blue whales, of sperm whales and the ocean really as the star and there's something magical about i think being in close connection with with these with these species um that's another bit of feedback that i've received from some of our audience members is that they feel like they have a personal connection with um with these you know these animals and that there's a a way of communicating, you know, that is hard to describe in words, but is a felt sense. And on all of the whale watching adventures I've been on, I, I totally remember the feeling of seeing an actual whale and what it does to you. And it is just incredible. And I, I really think that's a big part of what we're trying to recreate, you know, as best we can with the immersive technology and really powerful um, audiovisual experiences that take a person, you know, to those to those depths that they might not otherwise be able to access, um, and also invite them inwards to themselves to, as you just described so well. I'm so happy you do this. Slow down to turn off their minds to put away the phone um, and really be present with the real world and what's going on. And I would hope that anyone who comes to a Sounds of the Ocean concert or experiences the film is inspired to take more time in their life to to do that and to go to the ocean and just sit and listen or to a park if you're you know in a more inland uh, community and take time in any natural environment. Um, so I really hope that this can be a guide for people who are not yet connected with that as a practice in their life to develop the uh, permission, you know, and the motivation to, to build more of those nature-based experiences into the daily life. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to check it out. Scuba diving and just being by the ocean is such a three-dimensional, you know, multi-sense experience that it's hard to capture it, you know, just on a screen. So to bring the the music and sort of that immersive experience is going to be something that I I can imagine, you know, inspires a lot of people who don't have the opportunity like we have to, you know, go scuba diving or be by the ocean every single day. Um, 
Joshua, what's kind of like your your next plan? Do you have another project sort of in the works or is your main focus still bringing sounds of the ocean to as many people or do you have other things that you're working on? Like, I'm just curious sort of what's next on the horizon for you? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, I'd say for the moment, sounds of the ocean really is my focus and the focus of my company, which is called embodied sounds. And separate from that, I also record um, music for uh, different channels and collaborate with artists as a instrumentalist and music producer to, you know, be always working the creative muscles and coming up with new ideas. So working on a few uh, albums right now with some uh, collaborators that will come out next year, which I'm super excited about. And just keeping, uh, yeah, keeping present and focused on building this multidisciplinary project, which which does take a lot of time and effort. So we've got, um, yeah, good amount of work ahead of us on the the ocean front, and and also as a part of that, connecting with other uh, nonprofits and ocean charities. We we always support local charities whenever we perform, and um, either invite people to um, do a beach cleanup or give a, a chapter of the space to speak at our events and when possible fundraise for them as well. So I'm super motivated about staying focused on this ocean awareness mission right now and seeing where that takes me. You know, I was um, I was at the COP27 conference this year and and heard about a lot of solutions and also learned a lot about the problems that we're facing uh, as a global community. And if we don't put the ocean as, I think, one of the top 10 priorities, if not the top priority, um, we won't be able to solve a lot of the problems that we need to solve to slow the spread of climate change. And this is a big part of my focus over the next couple of years, you know, to really see how I, as an artist and social impact, um, entrepreneur can really do the most that I can do to, to support those, those issues. Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing that you're able to kind of find a way to bring awareness and get people inspired about a huge issue that we're facing, you know, which is conservation of the ocean, but you also are able to do it on a very personal level to make it in, you know, sort of an intimate experience for every single listener, um, which is not something, you know, everyone has the ability to do. And I think really, you know, music and sort of visual arts may be the only way to do that. So mm. I think it's really cool. Um, I love listening to sounds of the ocean. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know, I, I highly suggest and really encourage you to go check out sounds of the ocean, visit sounds of the ocean.com support Joshua. Uh, Joshua, are there any areas where uh we can kind of listen or see a concert or keep an eye out for the feature film to come out yeah the the best the best place to go for that will be on the website and we have a email sign up for the newsletter that um will will you know keep you in the know we're um working on the live tour schedule for next year and just in process of figuring out where the film will will have its premiere and and be distributed but uh signing up for the info on the website and if you're really uh 
want to support us even further, uh, consider downloading the album off the website, which will go directly to support one of our conservation partners called Oceanic Global with um, with that download as a donation to, to their amazing work. And um, yeah, just connect with us on social media. We're very active on Instagram and LinkedIn as the two main channels. So we'd love to hear from you and hear your ideas. If you want to have us come to your community, send us a message and we'll try and make it happen. Yeah, that would be great. Well, hopefully we'll have you out here in uh, San Diego soon enough. Amazing. I can't wait. Joshua, thank you so much for being here and everything you're doing. Again, you kind of embody everything that we're trying to do with the Green Podcast, which is you know, keep a, an eye on the bigger picture um, problems that we're facing in the world, but also just give sort of individual ways to be active. And one thing I do think is a part of being active is sort of finding that mental health within yourself, because if you can find that peace within yourself, then you can really start to give back. And I think one of those ways to do that is through, you know, mental health, meditation, listening to music. So to be able to combine those things is really amazing. So I want to thank you. You know, obviously this has taken years of your time and effort to put together. And I know you're going to have a positive impact on a lot of people um, and the ocean and the planet as a whole. So I want to thank you for what you're doing and thank you for taking some time out of your day to be with us here at the Green Podcast. Uh, thank you, Dylan. And and right back at you. Super inspired by by your work in hosting this show and everything you do for green.org. So thank you for having us. And I look forward to hear people's uh, feedback on this conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Joshua. And to everyone listening who supports green.org, um, the Green Summit, the Green Podcast, Please go visit soundsoftheocean.com. Uh, you know, our goal is to bring you leaders and people who are inspiring um, around the world in the sustainability space. And we want you to support them as much as possible. Again, visit soundsoftheocean.com, support Joshua, sign up for his newsletter. And, you know, hopefully you'll be able to experience that immersive process and get inspired. So thank you to everyone who tuned into the episode today. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Green Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode. My name is Dylan Welch. Appreciate it. As always, stay up to date with the latest information on green.org and dylanwelch.com, Dylan Welch Media is a full service media and communications agency dedicated to promoting, marketing, and helping businesses in clean tech, renewable energy, and sustainability grow, get more clients, get more customers, get in front of their ideal clientele. If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out. If you're interested in joining the Green Summit, go to www.green-summit.org reserve your ticket today. There's very few spots left, so make sure you get on that ASAP. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.